Welcome to Seven Steps of Fierce Conversations with me, Jo Hayes. In her book, Fierce Conversations, Susan Scott outlines brilliantly the challenges around some of the conversations we have to have as leaders. Her method for having them is one of the simplest and most effective I've ever come across. So I'm sharing it with you here and then it would be great if you could book yourself onto one of the interactive workshops where you'll get a chance to have a go. There are a few golden rules I like to consider before going in to have a conversation with someone and predominantly preparation is key. The more prepared you are physically and mentally, the more you'll feel ready for the conversation and able to really listen to your person. Going into a conversation with the approach that you'd like a positive outcome rather than to win is critical here. A conversation like this should reflect that it's you plus your person against whatever the issue is. It's not you versus your person. This method is a way to open up the conversation. It's designed to be short certainly less than 60 seconds and then for you to ask your person their thoughts so a confident manner and a tone of voice are massively important finally it's an introduction to a conversation it's not a speech so demonstrating your own vulnerability will help build that rapport with your person it won't detract from your strength you may well have questions once you've heard the steps and my example that's great. Come along to one of the workshops and give it a go. That way you can find the answers to your questions and have a safe practice. Okay, so let me give you a little bit of background to the person I want to discuss with you. So some years back, I was managing a wonderful trainer called Graham. He had worked Uh, for the company for about 25 years and he was well respected, uh, loved almost by a lot of the people that he had trained over the years. He was a real character. He was great at storytelling so his choice of language during his stories really illustrated his points. However, what Graham also tended to do was when he was sending emails he continued to use some of that strong language. I decided at the time that since the emails were just coming to me, even though some of the language did upset me and some of the uh, the strength of his feeling was a bit of a problem, I decided to choose my battle. Because let's face it, he's a great trainer, I don't want to upset him. So I decided to leave it as it was. Then we were taken over by um, a large company. So Graham had been hoping for retirement or redundancy but instead found that he was um, outsourced to a training company and he wasn't happy. So before I knew it, Graham had sent an email to the senior leadership of the new company that had taken us over and the old company, one of the world's largest banks, um, explaining just how upset he was with the decision. So of course, I needed to have a conversation about this. I'll give you some of the more specifics around what he'd sent in just a moment. Let me first of all introduce you to the seven steps theory. So you can see these seven steps on the attached image. First of all, name the issue. 
So what we're going to do here is rather than trying to fluff up the situation or trying to reassure somebody, we're going to get straight in with what the issue is that you want to talk to them about. Let's face it, when you're going in to have a difficult conversation, the person that you're talking to often is expecting either that conversation or at least it to be brought up somewhere. So rather than, you know, trying to uh, go around the houses and ask them about their, their golfing and their, uh, their life, let's go straight in with, this is what I want to talk to you about. Number two, what you're going to do is select a specific example. So here you're going to uh, use the precise language or the behavior that you're wanting to change. So needs to be specific. There's no point just saying you're unhappy with a situation because that doesn't give the person that you're talking to anything that they need to change. So make sure you've got your specifics in there. Number three, this is where you're going to describe your emotions around the issue. Now, what I'm saying here is describe your emotions don't behave your emotions. Toddlers, when they're unhappy, have tantrums and we can see how upset they are. As human beings, when we allow our um, brain and our chemicals to, to drive our uh, behaviour, sometimes we also act out those emotions. What I'm saying here is describe them, label them. Number four, clarify why it's important. It can be really helpful here to explain what's at stake. If people understand what they um, stand to gain or to lose from this situation, they're more likely to want to change that behavior. So using what's at stake is a really great, simple way of explaining that. Number five, and this is always the, the point that people um, wonder about a bit more. Number five, identify your contribution to the problem. So be human, be honest. You have played a part at some part in whatever has gone on here. In my case, it was not having addressed it earlier. So identify whatever your contribution has been to whatever this problem is and apologize, display your vulnerability. By breaking down those barriers straight away, what you're doing is allowing the other person to see that you're not perfect either. Number six, indicate whatever your wish is to resolve this issue. So simply using words like, I want to resolve this with you. I want to find a solution. I'd like us to find an answer to this is really helpful language. That uh, resolution shows that you're wanting to get a positive outcome, not to win the situation. And after those steps, you're finally going to invite your partner to respond. So at this point, you might even use a simple phrase like, talk to me. So there are the, the steps. Let me give you the example of how that worked when I went in to have the conversation with Graham. So, Graham, I'd like to have a talk to you about the email that I've just opened that you sent to the senior leadership of the new company and the old company. Specifically, you used three words in there which were quite emotive. Those words were disgusted, ashamed and angry. As soon as I read that language, I felt quite concerned. I was quite saddened that you hadn't spoken to me before sending the email. And I'm also concerned about how, how strongly you're feeling and also um, how it's going to be perceived by the other people who've read that email. Now, what's at stake here? You had a wonderful time in this company. What's at stake is potentially your reputation, 
and the relationships that you've already built up and the new relationships that you could uh, start to make up in the new company. I'm going to be honest with you, I, I should have picked this up with you before. You have sent me emails with strong language before and I'm really sorry, I should have had a conversation with you in the past. I do want to resolve this. I'd love us to have a really good chat about how you're feeling, just so that this doesn't happen again and so that you're reassured. So please, talk to me. Tell me a little bit about how you're feeling. So what you can hear there is that is around about 40 seconds of setting your stall out and then you're, you are um, requesting that your person talks to you. The outcome of this conversation was that barriers had been broken down. The vulnerability then on both sides led to a frank and honest chat and Graham picked up the phone and talked to the senior leaders to get more of an understanding of the situation and his role going forward. And I learnt that when issues start to arise, I shouldn't ignore them or sweep them under the carpet. And this framework really helps with that. Thank you so much for listening. Please do come along and join me on one of the Difficult Conversations workshops.